Why do and you I'll sound ha- like that? Because Ali and I <laughs> both have laryngitis. You? you sound like you're very <laughs> yeah. hungover. Sorry, I'm I'm doing my podcast. Friday Night Movie Podcast. I needed to... I'm still chasing being as good an announcer and host as Lily was a few episodes ago, so I made my voice hoarse like hers was when it when she was nine years old. It's impossible to get. You, you failed. <laughs> you didn't get it. I, I am in a bathroom in New York City right now after having seen the Big Apple Circus and very excited to start the show because we have with us one of the legends of Friday Night Movie. One of the probably the most requested human to appear on Friday Night Movie. No, not our mother, but the one, the only cousin Vanessa is Yay! here today. Yay! Welcome, cousin Vanessa. We're so excited to have you. Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, so we are thrilled to have you. She sounds um, very is, enthusiastic. This is us. the third conversation Vanessa and I have had in our lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the longest she and I speak ever. Vanessa is the closest yet distant, most distant cousin to this family because it's like you and her didn't necessarily have a chance to bond. But as soon as I crashed a car in front of Vanessa and then I stayed at her apartment in L.A. and then Becky went and moved to California to be closer to Vanessa, I just feel like... There has been a uh, a beautiful bond that has developed, and it's like osmosis. Shy, we just assume you're as, as close of Vanessa as we are. She's yeah. the best. Like, she I just want people Vanessa. to understand on this podcast that you think like, well, is Vanessa gonna live up to the hype? I don't know, but it doesn't matter because that hype is real. Well, I appreciate you. the best. Uh, I'm. I the reason I don't sound excited is because I'm super nervous. I'm like, <laughs> ever done. Okay, technology is not my forte, as you have found out on Twitter. Uh, All you have to do is talk. <laughs> but I'm working on it, so. I literally go. was like, "Did you put your entire phone number in your handle?" No, <laughs> it was Vanessa, like nine one four. I was like, "That's dangerous." Legit, it's cousin Vanny, so I was able you to change it. Yeah. Changed it. Twitter assigned you one. <laughs> So, um, Becky and Lily, um, mm-hmm. how are you doing? I'm I'm okay. I've I'm a little bit annoyed lately because so I listen to a lot of podcasts, just you know, especially when I commute, see what the competition's like, and I've noticed a trend, which is that all the podcasts, all the other sibling-based podcasts, well, and other podcasts about real topics and such, um, and I've noticed this uh, new commercial that's popping up on all the podcasts it's a honda commercial i don't know if you've heard this commercial but they straight up steal our mebit did you but know this they buy rent or man no or the they go we oh. didn't invent the word man no but it's the way they use it they go when you hear about a hybrid car don't you just think meh well this new honda isn't meh and then it's like all about the new Honda. And I'm like, okay, literally up until we started this podcast, no one was using the word meh in commercials or on podcasts. We changed that. And I think they've stolen our meh bit. I'm going I'm I'm to confidently disagree with <laughs> Becky, but I'm glad that she believes or this because it makes like me feel cooler. That we made fetch happen. Mm, sure. I made good. fetch happen. I made it happen. Okay. That, that's how uh, I'm doing this it week. It is a thing now. And Lily, how are you? I'm good. Had a little of the old bronchitis this week. So, um, I'm doing a little bit better now, though. Um, I'm doing even better because Vanessa's here. And I see that the one and the only alone just walked in with a very cute baby. We found a baby. Can you hear him okay? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So we have our special guest, surprise guest. Vanessa's our, like, main featured guest. We have a surprise guest, along my oldest friend with his third child. He, he just They just keep producing children in this household. Oh, you win. I You win with the three children. I I don't know how you do three it. Three boys. First time I've ever described this as a win. <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, before this podcast, Alan and I, we, we came from the Big Apple Circus, which was a surprisingly excellent circus. I'd always thought the Big Apple Circus was just going to be like people, like the quality of people busking outside of a train station. But it was like a real old-timey circus with a tent and a ring. Uh, what did you think of the circus? I thought it was great. The, the kind of signature star of the Big Apple Circus is Grandma the Clown, who thankfully was not there because she's... It's like a, it's an old guy who puts on a gray wig, and then the joke is that she's an old lady who like makes honking noises and spritzes people, and it's it's somewhere between just sad and, and just and actively disturbing. So she wasn't there this year, so I think everyone had a better time, just felt more at ease, not worried that Grandma the Clown was coming. Well, thank God. Yeah. Do you know um, why she wasn't there? Did she have bronchitis? They seem to have replaced her with the ringmaster who is like an older Jewish librarian. (laughs) That's the circus you get in New York. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, But it was good. There was there was trapeze. It was it was solid. There was trapeze. There was people doing jumping and things like that. It'd be interesting if you went to the circus in Berkeley, which is very, it's like the Pickle family circus, something really. We have a circus? Yes, there is a circus in uh, the park. There's no animals in that circus, though, for sure. No, No, definitely not in Berkeley. Harrison is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next time you visit. Yeah, this is the New York circus. It was was pretty classic stuff. They throw bagels into the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) It's the bagel gun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, the other thing we that's clear from going to the circus, no matter where you go, is that totalitarian regimes produce far better and more focused uh, acrobats <laughs> than the United States. <laughs> <laughs> like, these guys definitely have, like, union breaks, like, five times during the show. Uh, they get to go home and see their family. There's no, like, small children, no, like, five-year-olds spinning plates on their head. No, no, in the air. But, but, no, but the acrobats definitely were people who they like, the ruling party in their country that they originally came from pulled them out at like six years old and said, you will be like an aerialist. Mm-hmm. They were really good. But you can sense they enjoyed the freedom. You will balance the cube. Yeah. <laughs> Did your so, kids like it? What were your kids' reactions? You guys was, have some hilarious was, kids between you. It, it, was, it was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. Well, I would say the first time to go see Cirque du Soleil, so yeah, Cirque du Soleil is, is a garbage circus. This is a real circus. <laughs> okay, well, well, I'm gonna like, just—that's controversial. It's comment. too much to unpack right now, Shy. That is too much to unpack. No, but later this summer or this winter when we go to Vegas, we'll break down if my opinion on Cirque du Soleil changes. In the meantime, speaking of things I have opinions about, the big thing we came to talk about today, in honor of cousin Vanessa's. Um, joining us is the Outlander season premiere. We did a trade scene an episode or two ago where Lily and Becky agreed that if I would watch the Outlander season premiere, they would watch the first episode of Titans. Alon has seen none of these, but he's still going to weigh in. And the first thing we need to do, though, is that the last episode I watched before watching the season four premiere the finale of season one, which was a 45-minute brutal sexual assault. A lot has happened since then. Yeah, I, I mean, with finger-breaking and I gave Shai, like, a things. first recap, like a general recap via text, so that I was like, because you can't go into season four without oh, knowing anything. I even know how we can outlandish. Is that pun intended? <laughs> Um, work out. And so, so we've got a lot to catch up on. But before we catch up on that, um, I know that we we have cousin Vanessa here, who is the ultimate Outlander fan, and um, we need to know how you're doing. And uh, just, I know you have some stuff you want to get off your chest before we get deep into this. Oh well, so excited to be here. I can't even tell you how much I enjoy the podcast. Asked how if I'm like, and life is better. When when do you listen to it? I'm just like curious. Well, my life is kind of crazy right now. So just when I'm sleeping, usually, because that's the only time I have alone. 
Um, <laughs> you said pooping or shopping? I couldn't hear you. I you said driving. Oh, driving. Oh, driving. driving. I heard <laughs> pooping or shopping. I'm like, I guess you get yeah, it. Makes sense that you're alone. I am like, driving. In the bathroom right now, which is very unusual because I can barely be alone in the bathroom. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, Becky didn't mention this, but there's a lot of fires going on here in California. So I'm actually in Lake Tahoe right now. Uh, beautiful Lake Tahoe and Becky's in Berkeley and we left be it was just so smoky down there so doing well but, and okay yeah but we're what I'm doing well I'm just really happy to be here and excited to go deep into Outlander I caught up yesterday at uh, my youngest uh, Teddy is sick so he was like lying on me passed out and I watched Outlander and then at 3 a.m. when I had him awake and had a fever I watched Titans so I got it in <laughs> That's amazing. That is such a now, classic mom move. I love now, it. I, now, I referenced the fact that you were the most requested guest outside of our mother, or, or in addition to our mother. Um, but you've had actual interactions with our mother, Many. with Becky. Many. Many. And, Many. And I just, before we get into Outlander, I'd like to know a little bit about what you, what, what has been your experience with our mother, whose birthday, by the way, is this weekend. And um, we are kind of celebrating it here in Washington. I bought her a yak wool blanket, which she seemed oh. to really like. Happy birthday, Fanny. Um, yeah, well, aside from the Lily in the car story, there was a couple years back when, when Becky moved to, to Berkeley. <laughs> She's already making me laugh. Becky, stop laughing. Um, and, you know, keep in mind, we've been cousins <laughs> since we were born, right? Like we I think know. that's how it works when you're blood-related. Yeah. So, he decides to take her mom and dad on a little trip to Lake Tahoe. We, we decide to all meet up. We're like, all we the... have plans to meet up we with Cousin plans. Vanessa at the ski hill. We take a couple runs. We get to the bottom. We're enjoying a coffee or something. And I love this story. At your dad, or looks and says, hey, Roger, you know Vanessa, right? Like, she, <laughs> no, she like, introduced dad. Vanessa's Rock. been to our house in Montreal. She, she introduced was, Dad yeah, to has, Vanessa. Roger, she's meet, met meet, Dad, meet before. Vanessa. But she's I, our cousin. But I, but I, but I would say if I was seeing Vanessa even sometime soon, Mom, if Mom introduced me, it would be like a fair thing because it would be but like, like "Shy, you've met Vanessa," and I'd be like, "Sort of." Living in Montreal when she visited, she's visited our house. We had plans to meet up with her at the ski hill, and then we meet up with her, and Mom gets like surprised, and she's like, "Oh." Roger, this is our cousin Vanessa. Have you guys met? And we're all like, this is so weird. It's like Vanessa's mama like telling her that challah is good for French toast. Like she's never had that before in her life. Your dad is basically like my family rabbi anyways. He's like, was that Chris for Teddy? He gave Dakota her Hebrew name. It's just really, it's it was hilarious. And then Becky actually has a funny I have, Well, if there is one mom that rivals ours in the kind of absent-mindedness and, or, you know, funny things that they do, it would be Vanessa's mom, she, who I love. I love to death. I am Susie's yeah, I, I number one fan. I just want you to know we're entering a danger zone here because no, no, no. I've never, ever wanted to cross Susie in my life. She seems like a lovely lady, but I don't want to <laughs> anger her. Not know how to use Twitter or, and she doesn't listen to podcasts. Okay. Because so I'm only going to okay. tell this right. story so if, you, if you promise me she's not going to listen. And I've already like told her the story three or four times and she <laughs> hasn't remembered. <laughs> so we're good. We're good. Susie is incredibly generous and she always invites us over for dinner and she's so wonderful. And so from time to time, Vlad and I like to bring a special gift to, to Vanessa's parents. So this one time, I, I don't know if I, I went, I bought it or I ordered it, this special cookbook of all about Jewish cooking in Montreal. And because Robert grew up in, in Montreal where, where we lived and stuff. Is that the Mile End cookbook? Yeah, the Mile yeah. End cookbook, right? Shout and so, out to and the Susie's like the Mile most incredible, incredible cook. She's such a great cook. And so I thought, oh, how fun is this? I'll bring them this special cookbook all about Montreal Jewish food. And so I bring them and they love it and it's great. Maybe like it wasn't that much longer later. It was probably like three months later, I want to say, six months later. We're over at the house again for dinner, and Susie says, you know what? I'm getting Stop. rid of... What? 
She was cleaning. She was yeah, she was like cleaning. A- she was cleaning up the house, and she was getting rid of a bunch of stuff. And she goes, "Oh, you know, in the in the room over there behind the kitchen, um, I have a whole bunch of stuff that we're giving away, and you know, getting rid of. Why don't you go in there and and look and see if there's anything you want?" And I, and I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Did I find it in the pile, or did she give it? Did she like directly give it to me? I feel like she walked in. Yes. Like, you really enjoy this Montreal cookbook. That's what- <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a bold move. Did you it call like, her on it? No. Nope, like I gave it. Nope. I was like, thank oh, you. Was very kind. <laughs> thank you it. so much. She's like, you know, I hear it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Did she also ask if you've been to Montreal? <laughs> no, but the next time Susie's at your house, be like, Susie, I'm giving away a bunch of cookbooks that I don't need anymore. I think you'd really love this one. Bring it full circle. By the way, my dad's in Montreal right now as we oh. speak. Mm, I'm putting a big order for he, the right for way back. Is he bringing, he's bringing bagels. bagels back? Right. Um, yeah. So those are our and and that's just you know that's just the tip of the iceberg of the of the stories. So now we've caught up with Vanessa, but I think there's a couple we really have to catch up with now, and that is Claire and Jamie. Jamie and Claire, who when I last saw them, when I last saw them, um, uh, Jamie was being like horrifically abused by a British military captain, and. Uh, then I pick up the story two seasons later and they're like on a boat and arriving to America. So it's a lot, a lot's happened. Um, and so I would, I think, and Lily, if you could please, before we talk about the season premiere, could you just catch Owen and me up on the story? Okay. I've been prepping in my mind. I am so excited for this privilege. We are going to have questions though. Okay. I'm just going to say that. Season two, though I believe Vanessa told me it's her favorite. I don't understand that, but I respect it. My uh, respect for you, Vanessa. I was postpartum. I could have been. It, it, I think you may have been confused. But yeah. what happens that because Jamie's reasonably traumatized from his massive sexual assault, there's not a lot of sex in season two. And I'm just like, oh, what is up with that? But whatever. So the point is that they go to France. And they like have to escape to France, and then they start wearing like crazy costumes. You know how they people like all those when you read articles are like the costumes are like their own character. You know, it's like so obnoxious to read that. I find like the costumes are so they have this protagonism. The costumes are like a really big deal in this season. I'm just gonna say like there's some really fancy dresses, and okay, they have so to wear you've, those white. You've hats. only gotten to the costumes of season okay, wait. two. It's important. They make them wear those white. Wigs. How is that important? I just still don't understand how they have to wear those wigs. Anyway, they live in France, <laughs> and the whole entire time they are trying to stop the Battle of Culloden, which is when all the wait, clans wait, get. How hurt. is that pronounced? Because I I, I watched Culloden. subtitles. It's Col- not the Battle of Collagen. No, no, it's Culloden Moor. Culloden Moor is where the massive battle, which is a real thing in history. Shy, you like history. That's why I thought you'd like this show, but I was gravely mistaken. And so. They had a lot of sex in history. They had a, like, and like Shai says, you know, if there was one good-looking guy in Scotland, they found him, and he's on this show. That's all that matters. <laughs> and so they spend their entire time trying to do, like, a back-to-the-future thing where she knows that everybody's going to die, Scotland's going to lose all the clans, all their history, all their culture, and they try to outsmart destiny and um, stop the Battle of Culloden by all different kinds of shenanigans with the bunny prince. Um, like I, thought, I thought you episode. said bunny prince, like like the Vietnamese <laughs> sandwich. Like, like, mm. like, so sounds pretty good. Like bon ami, like good friend. No, yes. bunny. They bunny. call him the bunny, the bunny, bunny. prince. Because oh, he's beautiful. Because he was supposedly uh, good looking, like fair maiden. He's so there's an best. entire season built around trying to stop something that happens anyway. Yes. That we know Ex- happened in Yes, history. exactly. Okay. And they go from that France time, back to Scotland. That's 13 and a half hours of television. Exactly. It's okay. not my favorite well, season. There's a lot of the intrigue. Point is that she there is a it gets woven into the story in some sorcery some sort of i don't know if it's witchcraft or just general well, that's how she travels through time 
well clearly there's some supernatural elements to the show because she travels through time but there's some kind of sorcery and she gets like a hex put on her and she they lose their baby which is really sad oh, um that's... yeah that's actually like a pretty pretty sad part of it they lose their and they blamed witchcraft no no no, no. it's an actual hex she gets like um hexed is there another but term for it? She gets hexed and she loses her baby. She, she never Elf. says that it's because she's hexed, but like those two things happen. It, it's it's pretty. It's it's it becomes evident though to her that and to them that it was that awful guy that did it. And she murders him, so it's fine. Uh, she starts killing a bunch of people. She gets very uh, relaxed with the whole "we can kill people" thing. Yeah, um, okay. she's like, yeah, she really wasn't into that it, in that first season. Right, exactly. Her moral compass shifts when she gets hexed. I mean, what do you want from her? Okay. And then, um, but she's a woman of science. How does she rationalize the hex? Because she travels through she travels through stones, Shy. Right? So she's okay, okay with some supernatural activity. Her scientific ways, I have to say, it's sort of she does a yeah. backstory. Mm-hmm. So then they end up going, now they realize that they can't stop Culloden. They go back to Scotland and they're like, well, then we're going to try and beat the British. Maybe okay. we'll just change history that way. Doesn't work. And long story short, Culloden's going to happen. He has to be there with all his like family and friends. And she's everybody's going to die and she'll die. Even if he does survive, He's like they're all going to go to prison. So she's pregnant again. And he's like, you have to try to travel back through time to save our baby. Everybody's dying. We don't have a choice. And so, Becky, I, I kind of knew so that. So wait, I, I have a question. And I like, couldn't understand, is, but once you see it, you get it. That she at has what it. month is she pregnant when she like, goes back in Very time? early, like a few right. weeks. Okay, because you can't get on an airplane when you're eight months pregnant. I no, but you can travel try. through I'm stones trying. in your first trimester. Oh, okay, all right. Just yeah. making sure. Because the bottom of the stone, it says that. Okay. Anyway. Tiny. Then cut to season three, which I did not want to see because I was like, I don't want it to be a part. This is bullshit. But season three was actually amazeballs. Season three was amazing, yeah. It was really good. Um, They're apart for 20 years because... The they look the like, same age in the I show know, in season I four. Like, not really. She has some gray hairs. She has yeah, gray she hair. She has, like, three gray and hairs. And they make her have some lines and stuff. She becomes a surgeon. She reminds you of that all the time. Every she episode. Every episode goes, Like, the way Debbie Jamie says, I could have been a lawyer. She's like, yeah, yeah, she's like, Jamie, I'm a surgeon. I have to save his life. I'm a surgeon. Jamie, I need to have my own special thing. I'm a surgeon. Like, she talks about it a lot. We get it. And eventually she starts calling herself a healer, but you know she kind of wants to tell everybody she's a surgeon back in the day. Because she has to switch to healer. So, so far, by the way, so far this plot line where she goes back in time to save the baby is no, the she goes same forward plot in time. forward in time to save the baby As is cable. the exact plot of, of x-men's cable, cable. who's like yeah. throw back to deadpool cable is the son of jean gray and cyclops but in the future sort of i summed it up okay so okay. you're, you're actually she, drawing me back in because this is a lot more like x-men than when it started well if you're i'd skip season two and you can actually just go to season three where they're separated so they're separated. She becomes a surgeon. And I'm not going to give you too much detail about his story because if you do end up going back and see it, if there's a really chance good. he'll go back. His story is really, really good and intriguing. He goes to jail for many years. Um, Murtoch, we don't know where he is. He gets really sick but survives, we think. I don't think it's his sickness. It's not like Murtoch. It's like Murtoch. It's Murtoch from Lethal Weapon. Is that the same? <laughs> okay, Murtoch from Lethal it's Weapon. Mur- okay, I got Murtaugh. it. All right, you're, again, you're pulling me back in. Now you're right. selling the show. We don't, originally, we don't, time-traveling nurse. Now it's the X-Men and Lethal Weapon crossover. <laughs> Exactly. And so he goes through like some crazy stuff. She becomes a surgeon. She does not have a relationship with Frank. They're together. They live in Boston. They just raise the kid together. But he ends up having a side piece because he's like, you don't even love me. You're clearly in love with a ghost. That's said a lot in the show. You're in love Stop with a ghost. Stop chasing a ghost. You're in love with a okay. chasing a ghost. So, right. so is the baby born 200 years old? Exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. That's a thing. You are a genius. They bring that up in season three. In season three, that's a whole thing. Three two hundred year old baby. A two hundred about a two hundred year old baby, which is her baby, Um, Brianna, who's named after Jamie's father. Not important detail, but you know it's so nice. Like the Jews name after you know people who have passed, which I think is a great. (laughs) This is a tradition among the time traveling Scots. Yeah, exactly (laughs) as well. And so the best is when she finally tells Jamie that that's their, their Wait, kid's name. He's like, "Ugh, why would you name her that?" <laughs> She's like, "Wait, you're missing the part where eventually she makes it back. Eventually she makes it back in time to him." This is important because when time goes on in the future, it's at the same rate as the past. So right after when she switches back, she doesn't know if he's alive. There's no written like text message. 
there's nothing to, to look back on history. So she has to wait the 20 years. So there's documents that he was at a prison. Then he's documented that he, you know, did whatever. So as the time goes on, she checks up wait to see minute. if he, she can find the, him. The two time periods are happening simultaneously. Exactly. So there's 200 years in the future, but his future hasn't happened yet. 200 exactly. years ago. Right, exactly. She can only what? travel back to no, that's not a certain it. point in the past. That's, that's tied not to the it. point when she is in the present. Wait, that's she, not it at all, Lily. She can't find... No, she oh, can't boy. find the records of him being in the prison. Well, I thought it's because he wasn't in the prison yet. No, I just she think just, it's because it was really hard to find. No, oh. hold on. You're confusing things, but it doesn't matter. Quickly, when she, goes, when she goes to the future to raise her baby, Frank says, I'll take you back and we'll raise the baby, but you absolutely can't cannot, cannot... She tries to look for him, though. Cannot look for him. Yeah. Like, you have to be done, and they move to the United States. Well, I mean, 20 years... Do you think she's going to pick up his body? Well, no, like, try and find him. So then, like, 20 years later, 20 years later, when her daughter is, like, an adult, she ends up traveling back to Scotland and then starting this search to see, well, wait a minute, maybe I can actually find out what happened to him. She does find out what, what happened to him. She travels back. They find each other. And then the second half of the season is them being reunited. But she gives up being with her daughter. She gives up being with her daughter to go find him reunion i have to say I they was, do that really well like i had it's to so, i couldn't handle how weird it was but it's but i feel like it's so realistic because what, they haven't what, seen each other in 20 years like awkward sex too like right they was, bump each like they don't have good sex like they're yeah. just like wait yeah. they don't know what wait, a lot about has 20 other. years passed for him yeah so now they're both like, like in their 40s simultaneously it's now going for like him at the same time yeah Anyway, when so, she goes back, she only goes back exactly 200 years to where she is now. So if 20 years passed for her, it's 20 years passed for him. So, okay. So now cut to dot, dot, dot. The season takes them. The second half of the season takes them on all sorts of adventures. Jamaica. They end up in the Caribbean at shy, though. He ends up having an illegitimate kid because a woman rapes him. Well, and I just feel like, like a debatable whether or not it's rape. I know, I but I'm like, like he literally decides to do it. Can't like he well, I guess he can't get away. Everybody wants to sleep with him. Um, she like threatens him, sex with him, and she gets pregnant. So he does have a kid running around that he doesn't okay. know. So whatever. Dot dot dot. They end up in the yeah. Caribbean, and then on a shipwreck trying to get back to Scotland, crash shipwreck in the colonies. So now season four picks up with the two of them in pre-America America and they're there with Jamie's it is America. Nephew. All right. Well, so I just wanted, hasn't I just yet. want everyone to appreciate this service oh, yes, that Lily Becky just did everyone. Just saved everybody listening 30 hours because now we're up to them in the United States and we are in the in the season premiere, season four. And I would like some reactions to season four. So everyone's seen the first episode. Season four so far. Well, you haven't seen it, Becky? No, I'm just, yeah, every, I'm just checking. Shall I? You every, saw all four of us yeah. and not alone yeah. have seen have seen this. But it's okay. He'll give us his reaction too, as you guys described it. So well, uh, I'll, I'll summarize the episode as I understood it. They end up in the colonies. One of their friends get hanged. They they drift along really slowly in the water for about forty five minutes, and then robbers that they had saved spared the life of earlier jump onto the jump onto the boat and kill another one of their friends and steal all of their money while a very, very like soulful and anachronistic version of America the Beautiful plays overwards uh, over the background, like really laying on thick that maybe America isn't so beautiful. Uh, you're missing one thing, which is they're trying to they're trying to sell a gemstone to get back to Scotland. Scotland. So that was and... like a big part of the episode. Was and like what about to... the then they just decide to live in the United States. How did That's you not... How did you not talk about the sexy campfire? Hello? The sexy campfire. The campfire scene, um, where they're like, it's like cut to campfire scene. Oh, it's just shirtless it was, oh right. I feel like yeah, but this... that, was all, that was just all the exposition about like what was going on. There was so much explaining. There was the narrator, there was them chit-chatting by the fire, which um, I guess they wove into a sex scene so that you would pay attention. So this is yeah, a couple yeah. that's been together for centuries, and they're still having hot... Campfire sex. Well, they've only technically it, really been together maybe like three or four years of their whole yeah. lives. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's hard. I was feeling skeptical. I was like, really? <laughs> they that into it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, so it ends with with the classic shot of what Claire's main main characteristic in the show, which is like crying and screaming Jimmy's name. Um, 
I'm waiting. Yeah. Let me just. Can I just read this bit of this article that I feel like really sums up when you said like they don't look old because they're supposed to be like 45 now. It starts when they're in their late 20s. Um, and this this writer who loves the show deeply, but yet can criticize it because she's one of us, you know. And so she goes, let us now talk briefly about something very important, the enduring sexual attractiveness of our protagonists. You remember the half-assed stab at aging that both Claire and Jamie underwent during their literal decades of painful separation? Well... Even that amount of aging apparently was too much for the production team to accept. So Claire's 10 strands of gray hair are more like two, and the lines they put around her eyes and mouth are just gone. JB is now fiery dark red hair. Also, yeah. he has bangs and a ponytail now. Oh, the and bang. his bifocals are long gone. Like, before when you see him, he needed glasses, and now all of a so sudden he does all that for season four. He yeah. got contacts They're... when he came to America. Well, they could have fallen off on the boat. I guess they are once more indistinguishable from their first season selves, and I kind of love it. I do also appreciate that in this show, as opposed to most, it is more upfront about how shockingly gorgeous their star is. Whenever Claire meets a new person, they bug out like a cartoon wolf and are like, what cloud did you just fall off of, Angel? <laughs> Which is what I would expect anyone to who encountered could... Kate Katrina, I can't pronounce it. Katrina. Kate, Katrina? Just pronounce Katrina. Katrina Balf in real life would do. So I thought that was hilarious. And Jamie, not to be outdone, is shirtless twenty at the twenty-nine minute mark. <laughs> they have All right. So reactions from the experts, Vanessa. What did you think of this episode? You know, I I enjoyed it. I'm I wish that I didn't have a sick baby on me because I couldn't like Fair. really get fully into my Outlander mode. Um, <laughs> but Which is, no, I there's something. This interesting. Podcast should be safe for work. Okay. <laughs> the interesting thing i thought was like the thera- therapeutic like discussion that jamie had with that's his in this, yeah that's in this article too mm-hmm. yeah i was what like therapeutic wow. session about their sexual assault oh yeah that was like a great moment between him and yeah. jamie's neck and young they, go in three, they go save him and he's in jamaica he gets like stolen and he ends up on a ship that goes to jamaica and he gets sexually assaulted by a woman there and they both open up about their assaults so yeah and really jamie, that, jamie says to yeah, that sometimes you just need to say things out loud or talk to someone about how you're feeling and then that gets rid of your ghost sort of uh, that's what I remember from mm-hmm. that. And I thought, Becky, what did you think? Yeah, what did you think, Bex? Um, did she text you? Why can't I go camping like that? Because that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Something like that. Um, what did I think? I thought it was classic Outlander. It had everything you expect in an Outlander episode. It had yeah. someone being executed, someone being robbed, a fancy dinner party where they have to like have a ruse going on. It had. Please, it had shirtless Jamie. You know, it had Claire, Claire had to her... be a surgeon. Right. Cla- well, no, that <laughs> was the only true. thing that was missing for me. The only thing that was missing for me. No, 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 she no, never her said... dies at the end. The guy who gets his throat slit doesn't make it. Yeah. So can I just say that that was classic Outlander in that like it had me fooled the entire time that there's gonna be a happy ending and I was like, yes, they're gonna make it. This is so great. Like I am a sucker <laughs> for cheese. <laughs> And then the last scene just had me like, are you kidding me? What is going on? So it was just, that always happens uh, to me because I'm really gullible. And and I felt like a lot of season three was like Claire Claire and Jamie being reunited. I was still like getting used to them being back together. And then in this episode, I just felt like there they are again, like obsessed with each other and like the bond is there. I have to say, I was exhausted by the end of the first season of them, like, should we be together? Should we not? Do we like each other? Do we not? And at this point in season four, even though I never really bought their relationship in season one, I actually felt like, wow, this is a pretty good couple. I kind of like seeing them together. I'm glad I'm not dealing with, like, the drama of whether or not they should be together. They've decided that they're going to be together. I enjoyed that piece. Well, that's like we're going to get an two. I told you show, but if we get a I don't hate it, I think it's pretty good, guys. <laughs> I'll settle like, for I'll settle for that. But I have to say I am so excited for this season. I think they are setting us up with some great storylines. We're gonna meet his aunt, we're gonna be dealing with like and, Native Americans, we're gonna be dealing with slavery. And, Claire's and gonna have all he, her issues. Jamie, Jamie and Claire are gonna fight slavery together. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're gonna fight slavery together. And there's gonna be a shipment slave. of 
shirts that are coming from the Caribbean that gets dashed on the rocks just when he was about to put one on. Yeah. That is 100% accurate for somebody who doesn't watch the show. Yeah. And, uh, like, yeah, actually, I've little, seen the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Lily, I want to hear your reaction. I want to hear Alon's reaction to the first episode. Um, I feel like they, you know, the girls are really on par with with um, with what I have to say about it. Uh, I think that I, I, in the article I was reading, uh, which I'm going to send, I sent to you guys because it's pretty funny. I'll send it to you, Vanessa. That, um, and I can like post it on Twitter if people are really interested. <laughs> is that um, is the whole like how they were are going to deal with like slavery and the fact that you know it's a pretty ugly history. And and that obviously Claire's going to try and just solve slavery the way she tried to solve the Battle of Culloden, which is a bit ridiculous. But they still find a way to, I guess, do it tactfully in their own way. Um, I have a question for you. Did you yeah. thought the whole ring thing, like at the end, or, or there's like a theme of the circle, right? Yeah. Starting right. From ring, and then there's like the the guy that they rescue is steals you know, comments about and her. Then- and, and then she vomits up a ring right at the well, end. He steals well, the ring Jamie oh. gave her, right? But not Frank's. Frank's got stolen or swallowed? No. Like that she ring. saved Frank's, but Jamie's got we, stolen. We also don't know if she's going to poop out any rings or gems <laughs> in the next episodes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I like Becky said, cl- like it's classic. That's what you want out of the show. At some point, you need his shirt off. Um, you want her to say, "I'm a healer. Let me do it." And yeah. you know, they're together. It, it's and it's interesting. It's 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 at least they're in like a different setting. They're in the U.S., which is cool. So I guess it's not united yet, but um, yeah, no, I, I'm so, super happy. So as a fan. I I would say I. Um, this is the episode that I liked the least the most. Um, meaning I, I enjoyed this episode versus... He hates all of them. All of the other episodes. Okay. No, no, no. Because I, I enjoyed elements of them. Like I said, their relationship was far more believable to me in this, this episode than it was in any episodes in season one. Yeah, maybe because they're more mature. And I like the nephew. He is gonna die for sure. No, that guy. No, no. So he no. died like almost. No. He almost died five times. They're not killing three. young Ian. They're because you don't know I, the, the history of his relationship with the sister. They're not killing young Ian. Yeah. Okay. Well, that guy does not look like he could survive the new world. <laughs> There's nothing about him that suggests. I wasn't sure he was gonna make it out of that episode. Um, the the I will say subtlety is not one of the artful elements of this show. Um, it, the the ring metaphor that you were talking about, they like club you over the head with the opening monologue from her about rings and circles, and they flash back to 2000 BC with America 2000 BC with a bunch of like that was weird, like that culturally insensitive representations. Native American? It's said in the so, lower yeah. third, um, <laughs> and they light and they light they light themselves on fire. And or whatever, there's some sort of like ceremony happening, and then at the end, it ends with her like puking up her ring that she, while America the Beautiful plays. No, I didn't love that. That was beyond over the top. I I agree, and that's I watched the the special features. So let's be clear. I watched the special features. I went deep on this episode, and the like producers, God bless them, were like patting themselves on the shoulder, were like. We wanted people to think about the fact that maybe America isn't so beautiful at that time. They're not good with subtlety, true. Fine. (laughs) At at the moment. And and what does Alone think of it, considering he didn't Yes, what's your reaction to this? Well, description of a show. Thank you for educating me about Outlander. I've heard a lot of things from friends who watched it, and, and now I feel like I understand it a lot more. Uh, from based based on what it seems like they're doing in the new season, it sounds like kind of a a sexier, you know, maybe more female targeted version of Assassin's Creed, at least the one where <laughs> you're a pirate uh, and you're kind of traveling around and you're meeting like sexy guys with beards and you're jumping on boats and and you know learning the dangers of swallowing small chokeable objects uh, and uh, and even the the people in Assassin's Creed. Uh, are from Montreal and they introduce you to it. So I feel like for, for me personally, <laughs> it really comes together. Uh, and I'm, I'm interested. I haven't watched many TV shows recently, uh, but this is definitely one that I now know about. 
I feel like you know enough that you could pass so, as if you watch it in a conversation yeah. with people so who are into it. This. If I had watched this as the first episode of the show, I would say, oh, I'm interested and I'll keep watching this show. I so guess, but you fault. could, but you could watch this as the first episode of the show, and it would be fine. I'm not. I'm not saying you couldn't can put it this way. You have. I said on this podcast, I will never watch this show again. I have now watched another episode, and I can see a scenario where I could be convinced to watch another I'm episode. After say, this. it was you who came up with the tradesy, so I feel like you've been dying for an excuse to watch the show. Hey, just, speaking of tradesy, should we talk about Titans? Yeah, we can so, talk about so, Titans. Right, I'm so, just saying that. Not like nobody's immune to Jamie's sexiness. I mean, I nothing about him. I've only heard him described, and that's pretty good. Um, so yeah. Speaking of sexiness, we're gonna we're gonna. Well, I don't know. We can describe Titans as sexy, but uh, we're gonna. I think the over. line "fuck Batman" is pretty sexy. Yeah. <laughs> you had. I, so, like I texted Shy. I'm like, you had me at "fuck Batman." Yeah. I was like, what? So Titans airs on the DC Universe app, which I urge everyone to sign up for or at least get the free trial to watch some episodes. It is a take on the Teen Titans show, which uh, has been done a few different times, oh. including a kid's version that my kids watch. Somebody said uh, to me, they're like, oh, is that like Teen Titans Go? And I was like, no. Oh. I was it's like, the same characters. It's the same but characters I was like, no, that's for children. This is for adults. This was a kid yeah. that said this to me yesterday, and I was like, you don't know what you're talking about, little kid. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, Spain. Don't I, know feel like, I feel like Titans, the one that you saw, the R-rated version, is actually So that's a, my, um, my first question is... A kid's show. My first question um, is, is this show R-rated? There's so much cursing uh, uh, and murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the premise is Robin has left Batman... And he's a police officer. Dick Grayson's a police officer who moonlights as a vigilante in Detroit, I guess. And he teams up with a few other younger superheroes to fight what appears to be some kind of a, a demon um, uh, character. At least I'm only a few episodes in. And the other characters are there's Robin. There is uh, Starfire, who is the uh, woman who can like light herself on fire. There is Rachel, who will become Raven, who is the daughter of a demon, and she's kind of like the centerpiece of the story. And then Beast Boy, who I don't know if you've seen yet, but he's the yeah, kid who can shape shift. He's the the last scene of the first episode yeah. to meet Beast Boy. And- and then they're going to bring in other characters like Hawk and Dove, which I don't know if you guys saw the episode with Minka Kelly. I season, might have seen the episode two. with Minka Kelly. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to be characters too. Anyway, so they're they're going to fight some demons. So that's where we are. It is, I believe, R-rated. I mean, they this show is super R-rated. And I, I don't really like when shows are dark for the sake of being dark, but I, 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 I actually enjoy the darkness of the show. Although I kind of hope or wish they would do like a PG version so they could put it on network TV because I, I think it could be just as enjoyable without, except maybe Fuck Batman, which is kind of like the signature line of the show. Um, I'm so curious. I'm dying to actually hear Vanessa's reaction to the episode. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I was just, I texted you back because I was like, oh, crap, this is not my genre. And then I remember yeah. me to watch Stranger Things and I really enjoyed it. So I kind of had a, Prejudgment oh, moment. No, keep in mind, oh, Lily and I have never seen off. this before. This was our first no. episode too. Yeah. We just were under contractual obligation. Yeah, from tradesies. Well, um, I and and truthfully, I only made it like twenty five minutes in, and, to, and that's probably the point when I realized, like when I when I was like, oh, okay, this I could, you know, I could get into this story, and I also also made the connection to Batman and Robin. And it, it took you 25 <laughs> minutes, Vanessa? <laughs> Jesus! No, I'd say it was like 15 minutes. Mind you, it was 3 a.m. <laughs> this is fair. You're right. Thank you for this even watching it. I would it's not just fair. Watch it's show. amazing. I've been trying to sell it to Jose by being like, this is about Robin and from Batman yeah. and Robin him a whole backstory. So angry. Like I thought the killing was so brutal and I just thought like superheroes were like, like a... you know, I just, I felt like the friendlier. Yeah. I just thought they were a little more heroic, but he seems pretty angry. It's a good, it's a good, uh, all right. Um, analysis. All right. Be- Becky, yeah. what do you, th- what do you think? Do you have questions? Do you have, Reactions. I do have questions. You clearly um, watched the Minka Kelly episode. 
And right. she is in the show more. She's like hospitalized at the end of that episode, but I believe she's going to be in the show more often. But um, but basically, so uh, okay, so first of all, I definitely enjoyed the first episode because it was different. Because I was expecting it to kind of be more of like a CW show, and then it turned out it was actually like dark and a little bit weird and gory. I'm a little bit concerned at how many like superheroes or whatever supernatural powered hero people threads they're trying to cover i'm like there's that seems like it has a lot of characters but we'll see but i definitely super enjoyed like i enjoyed it enough that i was excited to watch the next episode um but my question is about just the general dc world does gotham exist in our regular like honestly in the u.s I find that very right. confusing in this show because Gotham is a city, but then they spend the rest of the time visiting American cities like right. Detroit. So I, I can only I, assume that Gotham is New York in this story. Right. Well, I always figured like Gotham was a New York type city, but it was just, but everything in the DC world, like as far as I've experienced it, has always taken place only in Gotham. You've never really left Gotham. And so now all of a sudden it's like Gotham and Detroit and Ohio and, you know, you're like, what? What so, does DC stand for? What? DC what? Detect- Detective Comics. Oh, thank you. Um, which, I never by the way, about that. Which, by the way, one of the cool things about Batman and this version of Robin in particular, one of the things I really like about it, is that Batman is often billed as the greatest detective. And and one of the core Batman comics was actually not called Batman. It was called Detective Comics. The first appearance of Batman was in a comic book called Detective Comics. And I really like that Robin in this show goes back to that he is a detective. He's a detective. Oh, who, that makes sense now about why they make him a detective. The other thing is that my experiences with, with Robin have really been that he's, like, not cool. Like, he's not Except great... for Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the movie. I don't know. I didn't see that That's movie. an Easter egg at the end of the movie, though, Lily. But I didn't and see he's he's not, actually and he's Robin. not the same Robin. It's not the same Robin. But though. so anyways, I kind of I like that it's a show centered around Robin and it's like for me at least a very different Robin character that I haven't seen before. I like that he's a detective. Like all these things make him more interesting and he's pretty to look at. He's easy on the eyes. What can so, I say? I have two things to say. Okay? One is like with Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, Chicago Shoe Store, Chicago all the other ones. <laughs> when is it enough? with the superhero shows like we got all the we got the doctor shows we got the it, no it's better yet it's like the csis there's a lot of when CSIs. do we call it a day on csi my you know cousin's backyard when do we call it a day on superhero shows it's a lot and then the other thing that i wanted to say is well, like riverdale started- at what point do you like the show because you like the show and had so far removed and so much more violent, like Vanessa was saying, from the real, like, authentic stories from comics that are we like, okay, we just borrowed their names and just made a violent, cool detective I, demon I, show. I, I, I think the, but I think Titans as a show, which has had a, had, a, had a classic cartoon and now it has a kid's cartoon and had comic books, this group of the Teen Titans, which are not really teens in this, so they're just Titans, um, that this I don't know the story that well, but I believe this is following that storyline quite well, um, or at least in, in spirit. It's not exactly perfect. It's just not one that we grew up knowing a lot about. It's not the sort of most famous Batman type story. Think of it kind of like the way they took Guardians of the Galaxy, which was an ensemble that was that they used for the movies that they developed a little bit later. So it's that kind of a thing. As far as superhero story shows, I think you make a really good point, but you're seeing Marvel um, is canning a bunch of those Netflix shows. And I know hmm. everybody like what, you know, talked about how critically acclaimed Daredevil was. I have never liked that show. I found it super boring and Iron Fist and Luke Cage just went down. And I, I you know, I, I never watched Iron Fist. Luke Cage, I kind of enjoyed, but I never finished. The, Iron I never Fist finished is one of those shows where, like, literally halfway through the writer's room, everybody was just like, oh, can you want to go get something to eat? <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody stepped yeah. out, and they just were like, oh, shit, we forgot to finish writing this episode. Blah, 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 blah. Let's go home. <laughs> That's what happened. So, so I think that you're actually starting to see a bit of a purge. I think that, in general, 
DC has done a better job translating to television. Um, the Arrowverse shows on the CW, um, uh, Titans, Gotham are all more interesting as serial TV shows than any of those characters would be on the movies. And I think that is one of the reasons why the DC movies, aside from Wonder Woman, have been like a total disaster, is that the DC characters work better in an episodic development. You think so? Point. You um, think because they work better and not because they have just like I mean, terrible executives running those movies? Because I'm pretty sure that's it. I think well, that. I think from a story perspective. But I have a question for Vanessa. If this is not her type of show, and we know Outlander is, but what uh, what kind of shows do you watch? No, I'm man. Curious. Really depressing. And I often ask myself, like, why am I doing myself? Like, I just finished Ozark. And I oh, finished. that's not that depressing, though. It's pretty of, dark. Well, that's pretty dude. dark. That's the kids' show in Spain, Ozark. Yeah, no, I think that's very dark. <laughs> that show. Very dark and just, like, a lot of violence. And um, But then I also just finished 13 Reasons Why. I don't know if you've heard of oh, that. Oh, that's not suicide. I do not want to watch God's that show. Sakes. It is so depressing, but it's really... Go back to out. So Outlander's your happy show, is what you're saying. Outlander's my happy show. But At least there's just, a love like, story in it. It's... 13 Reasons Why is a whole nother episode, but it's actually really important. I think that not enough people talk about mental health and suicide. So I like I, I want to watch it because I work with kids and like, I mentor high school students and stuff. So I just, I don't know. But in well, any way case, to make me feel bad for not wanting to see that show. Thanks, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> it's really depressing, though. So like, I watch like drama. I need to, I'm really glad you guys have opened up my genres and i appreciate it like i watched the entire all the seasons of game of thrones which was not my genre and i cannot wait to get oh back. that's cool yeah Ooh, so. this, oh wait wait that's a good one alone do you watch game of thrones yeah yeah across Alan the board man like everybody watches that show that is a show yeah. that like it is until across you, the board i did not watch it until you made me and now i'm hooked so did lily make you watch it no you and uh Tweet in. Because Becky literally held my hand through watching that. All show. right, before before we before we flip to um, uh, before we flip to shoutouts, since we all share a love of Game of Thrones, everyone gets to make one very quick, like thirty second prediction about something that will happen in the last season. All right. Oh jeez. All right, everyone Lily. everyone will die. That's my prediction. Okay. Becky says everyone's gonna die. Lily. Um, I I just don't think it's it's not going to be. I don't want to disappoint you, Vanessa, but I don't think it's going to be a happy ending. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we're. I I think everybody wants um, Khaleesi to be on the throne, and like for her to to end up being great, the like queen or whatever. I definitely don't. She's Khaleesi and Jon Snow find out they are related well, and they both run up on each other. Her, his aunt. That's my Well, his prediction. brother freaking knows. Anyways, all right, Vanessa, your prediction? I don't I don't have one. I'm sorry. I I haven't even I was like so far removed from Vanessa, that. come on. Vanessa predicts that everything works out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A nice happy ending, and everyone has. Ned comes back to life. Oh, Arya's childhood is restored. The dragon. Dra okay, I have high hopes that the dragon, like, gets back to normal state instead of being an ice dragon or whatever. Aww, oh, my good prediction. I'm glad someone believes that. That's very sweet. <laughs> keeps the. I think that keeps positive things going in the world. Alon, what about you? Uh, since I only heard the Outlander part of the conversation. No, no, uh, I'm gonna we're, we're, we're Game, of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I'm hybridizing. I'm gonna say that yeah. the woman from Outlander travels back to Game of Thrones times, falls in love with the Night King. We finally see him with his shirt off, ice nipples. <laughs> ice nipples, great. And, and I believe that the throne will be melted down by some form of dragon fire, and there will be no throne. Oh, that's oh, that's well, a good ending. That's actually and, a really good ending. And that there will be some kind of democratic or, like, multiple nation-state rule with Sansa running Winterfell and okay. someone running King's Landing and all that. All yeah. right, oh, it'll be, uh, all right, Mr. Diplomat over here. Okay, let us, thank you to our guests, uh, let us start with our shout-outs. Um, no, recommendations. Uh, I have a few oh, recommendations. recommendations Sorry, week. Lily, recommendations. Go. I felt like this whole thing was a recommendation. Bronchitis had got me this week was like that weird state where I didn't want to watch anything that was like too important because I kept like 
falling asleep. And then I was on Twitter and Lons had recommended the Sabrina show on Netflix. And I was like, that looks like garbage. I'll just watch that and fall asleep like with my antibiotics and cold meds. And I was enthralled. <laughs> I really want to see it. I am super addicted to it that is, show. It is a good, good show. And, I'm wa- and I admit I am watching it because of you sending that tweet and you and Lons both endorsing it. So I'm, Are you I'm kidding me? I can't believe all I'm in on that show. shitting on this show and now I love it. Um, yeah, it's great. It's like it's like a it's like a Riverdale that actually was supposed to be spooky, not one where they decided to make it murdery and spooky once they realized that was the angle people. No, liked. it's it's legit scary. It is not for kids. Like I do not think this show is for children. Yeah, kind of like, I don't I don't think the makers of it think it's for kids either. Yeah, but it's um, great. Um, all right, Becky, any other Yeah, Vanessa, I started one for you to step out your comfort zone too. It's oh yeah, Vanessa, I think you'll like Sabrina because it All also right. has a relationship like, it um, like Outlander. So I promised last week that I was going to start watching Homecoming, which I did. And it's really, it's really like different the way it's done. It's very cool. I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I'm, huh? I'm getting, I'm going to watch the season. I loved the podcast. I still currently like the podcast more, but I think it's really just different and weird the way that it's made. So I confuse that it. with camping just now. No, 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 no. Oh, Homecoming it has Julia Roberts. It's super right. cool. Right. So I um. But you recommend listening to the podcast first. What, they made a movie out of a podcast. They, they made, made a show a out of a podcast. I know, shy. I am so excited. A, t- a right. TV well, show. We're, we're, we're going no, to eventually get to talking about what like how well, how we think the show it's, of our podcast would it's be. probably better not to listen to the pod you don't have to listen to the podcast first and you know what else i want to recommend titans i would like to well, recommend it that, thank you back all right over to Ella. uh we've been watching this parenting webinar that uh teaches you a lot about m- mostly how you kind of bear the burden of shame for the failures of your children so i've been enjoying that are you serious are you messing with us no, and then we're like, what do we watch? And then we borrowed someone's password for this parenting website where we watch a webinar about how to get your kids to eat their dinner. That's what the, that's the entertainment that I talk. Oh my gosh. Okay. A, I'm sad for you. B, I kind of want that. to know what Which you are. You watch your podcast special. Special guest star there for Malone's eldest. Um, and uh, I, that's, um, that's, that's cool. All right. I don't have any um, super strong uh, recommendations this week, but I am watching Sabrina. I love it. And I'm watching Standing as Evil, which I absolutely love. And uh, season uh, episode two of season uh, three was awesome. Um, we'll hit to shout outs. I want to shout out wait, to... Oh, wait, 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 Vanessa watching. Oh, right. oh, Vanessa, are you watching? I thought you said you weren't watching something. Oh. You're right. There is one thing that I started watching because it reminds me of, of Becky, which is like a cooking show. It's called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Ah, and it's cool. out, like, oh my god, those are some of my favorite things all in one place. <laughs> I still really like it. It's a four-episode show. Cool. And the last place in Berkeley, and, and literally all the places that this chef goes to is like where Becky lives. And mm. so I just think of her Berkeley Bowl and to... Mm. Or, what about what about that vegan donut place with the mushroom oh, flavored donuts? Not on there, but I should recommend that to the chef. So, anyways, <laughs> that's what I'm watching aside from my depressing shows. That's amazing. All right, who has shoutouts? I do. Um, we have to shout out to Fanny because it's her birthday. Oh, but... nice, Vanessa. Big six. Five. Good move. Good move. Wow, you just gave mom's age out to everyone, Lily. I don't think that could be edited birthday. out. Yeah, it could be edited out in post, but I don't think she should be ashamed. proud of her age. Look at how much she's yeah. accomplished. There's like a good day over like amazing. 50. But really, when I thought about shout outs, it was to, to Roger because he and I like he has a special place in my heart and my kid, you know, with my kids and everything. So Aww. it's to Roger. Awesome. Probably Have you met him? Look. Should I introduce you? Guys? Yeah, I'm <laughs> next to my dinner that he's at my house. You can reintroduce. <laughs> Shout out. And Lil? Yeah. I want to 
I just want to shout out to to Lons for recommending Sabrina, which got me through the week. Right on. Awesome. All right, uh, we're back. Uh, I want to shout out to Emily, who watched Homecoming with me, and then the next night babysat for me. It was awesome. I want to shout out to Edgy, because it's his birthday on Monday, and then also to Edgy and Becca, because for Edgy's birthday, they took me and Vlad out for a really fun night, which was like... Happy birthday to us! Thanks. And yeah. um, amazing. Watched a lot of Shrek too. Um, it was discussed. Um, but uh, and then and then I was listening to last week's episode with Noah, and uh, I want to shout out to him because I just felt like I listened to that again, and I've learned so much about special effects. So thanks for being that was a really such a great guest. It was really it was really cool. Alan, uh, you got any shout outs? I'll shout out to you guys again for having me back. I, it's always uh, very exciting when I get to participate. Thank you. Oh, it's the best having you. It's awesome. Yeah. This is, um, uh, so I first want to shout out to cousin Vanessa in person for the first time ever. Thank this is you. amazing. Uh, it was great to have you on, and I hope this is not the last time. Oh, back. I hope come on a lot more super fun and actually i want you to watch sabrina and then come on and talk about sabrina because i think that'll okay. be a lot of fun deal all right and then um speaking of the noah episode our dear friend Lindsay, aka afros xii on twitter and instagram the amazing artist she wrote the most wonderful review of the last episode it was so many paragraphs that she took a screenshot of it and actually posted it directly to twitter and that was just so cool of her to do and she's just a wonderful human and um and a great artist and it's so great to have her listening um i'm going to uh blow your mind in that i met through this program that i was through this um uh, educational program i was participating in a woman a very cool woman named deb hi deb but who through three minutes of conversation we figured out that her mother-in-law is no other then Amalia, the Hebrew teacher from Solomon Schechter from the 90s, my fifth grade Hebrew teacher. That's so random. Who is the most beloved and amazing Hebrew teacher of that school, such that when I texted other people from that moment, like I was like texting people on the phone being like, I'm sitting with Amalia's daughter-in-law. Every single person, including Alana, one of our great listeners, Alana um, and dear friends, she writes back, oh my God, favorite Hebrew teacher ever. And so I am working wow. my way to being back in touch with Amalia, the great Hebrew teacher. <laughs> and her daughter-in-law, that was super cool too. Random, for that random uh... Well, we, had, we had Madame Granger, who I'm now back in touch with because of the show. Uh, and now, Only uh, you, it, like, who is literally the most nostalgic person, like, you beat me by a lot, and I'm pretty nostalgic, will, like, fight tooth and nail to find his grade school teachers, not to just, like, be in touch with them, but to be able to tweet at them. Like, that is... Tweeted them. I sent Madame Granger one, uh, one of the posters you know, from, you know, the, from the Van- music stuff. Vanessa's a great school teacher so vanessa you're one of your future students could be this obsessed with you one day <laughs> i don't think it's obsessed like you have to remember how little i went to school and enjoyed going to school so the teachers that made an impact on me mean a lot to me and so one day one of your students is going to have a podcast just so they can track you down oh that's nice to <laughs> all righty um alun do you want people to find you uh, no, just look for me on the Friday Night Movie Podcast every six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vanessa, where can people follow you? I know you just joined Twitter. People should be following yeah. you and tweeting at you. And I believe it's corrected, but Lily will verify that. It, it is has... corrected. It is. It is. <laughs> Vanny with a Y. V-A-S-Y. Cousin Vanny. At Cousin Vanny. Yeah. Cousin Vanny with a V. Yeah. Oh, so like Cousin Fanny, but it's Cousin Vanny. Exactly. That's amazing. That's a great connection. Vanessa was taken, so when she tried to do Cousin Vanessa and thought that that's what the handle she got was, Twitter just assigned her Cousin Vanessa with, like, a 10-digit number. No. That made it look like it was her phone number, (laughs) and she didn't realize. And then she switched. Yeah. All right, Becky, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter, at PaperBKPrincess. Oh, um, and then... And then, uh, and then I also, yeah, sorry, I got confused for a sec. I was gonna, I needed to look something up, but I didn't, I didn't look it up in time. But anyways, that's where you can follow me on Twitter. And Lily. I am 
on Chichi K Gomez on Twitter, and I have to say, if you tweet about Sabrina, I am on fire on Twitter because <laughs> I have been having a very complex conversation with several people, and I don't think I liked one of my own tweets once. No, you're. I, think, I think, so. think I think I think you you got to thank Alons right after this because she really upped your Twitter game by getting you into the Sabrina conversation. She did, and she explained to me what "don't at me" means, which I didn't realize and I got nervous that I added her without realizing it and it just means like don't clap back at me I don't want to hear your opinion and oh. I feel like oh. I... what? I said that... I, I, now at your level Lily I'm, I've replaced you in the Twitter no 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 because because honestly she's saying that and I'm like oh my god please don't add it and please at me because that means that you've read one of my tweets so I'm just like how popular is she that she's like I don't want to hear what you people have to say I'm like oh my god somebody talk to me on this thing <laughs> we, we, I don't know if this was mentioned as that but I think we should also thank uh, Shy for hosting this while he's got his old jazz man voice <laughs> that was discussed in the opening how are you doing Shy did we get to that no, we, how am I doing? I'm exhausted and I lost my voice. And we've been we've been we've been caring for five children at the. Uh, Not us. We've been doing a podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had seven children with me making the um, gorilla animation um, uh, that we made that yesterday. That was on awesome. Yeah, that was me and seven children and Alon and Josh all working together. Um, so I will, um, I will, uh, you can follow me at pancake for table on Twitter, or Instagram, you can follow all of the Friday night movie stuff at Friday night movie Please rate and review us and share us with your friends and join us on June 7th, 8th and 9th in Tyson's corner, Virginia at the all-star comic con where we are going to have a booth and it's going to be awesome. And, uh, those guys are starting to announce some of their guests and I think it's going to be a real wild, uh, event and the music will kick in from what does it eat and we shall groove in our seats and me that you're on well you're gonna be i'm curious if vanessa who loves this podcast i'm just gonna listen to this episode uh, of course i will great i want to hear, hear the edit <laughs> cousin <laughs> vanessa endorsed all right love you guys all right bye, bye. have a good day bye guys bye, bye. Vanessa, we're just gonna have to talk more now. Yeah, We've broken exactly. the seal. We broke the seal, shy. We gotta hang out. All right, be well. Bye bye. Bye guys. Uh, all right, bye. Good luck with all the kiddos. Bye. Love you.